Welcome to the X-Men Files, a podcast where Inessa and Brian talk about the X-Men comics. He's reading them again as an adult, she's reading them for the first time. So grab your back issues out of their Mylar bags, and let's talk about the greatest comic book series ever, the X-Men. Welcome back. I'm Brian. And you're giggling? No giggling. <laughs> I'm giggling because as we were doing the room tone, I heard yeah, me too. Uh, our son singing downstairs and that that made me wonder if it was going to be picked up on the thing. But you were also delighted to know that he's happy. He he's is. so happy that he's singing. He's so happy that he's singing. We have provided him a quality of life that is sufficient to cause him to sing on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> By the way, listeners, if you haven't heard the... Uh, what he was probably singing was that Weird Al. Oh, the uh, the Weird Al yeah, debate song. Yeah, gotcha. if you haven't heard the Weird Al debate song, <laughs> treat yourselves. So uh, <laughs> pause I, this podcast right, right now and go time watch capsule the video. Time. Yeah, yeah, time capsule time. Um, wait, wait, first of all, yeah, let me second that endorsement. Uh, people should absolutely stop listening to this <laughs> and just go... pause it. Pause it. Don't stop listening to it. Just I mean, you know, come back. Leave the tab open. At, Podbean has probably already recorded it as a download, so I'm not going to know either way. So do whatever you like. But um, the Weird Al... So, so, yes, go watch the Weird Al <laughs> debate video. It's hilarious. It's called We're All Doomed, I think, but you yes, just put it in Weird Al I'm, debate. I, yeah. I, I couldn't watch... So time capsule time. We are uh, recording this October this 2020. Uh, five days... <laughs> I got to back up some. Seven days ago... Uh, the New York Times reported that the president probably only paid $750 in income tax in yep. 2016 and 2017. Two days later, there was a presidential debate. Right. Two days after, after that, that right. we learned that the president has has caught the COVID. Yep. Uh, and I, I'm trying not to make light of that because I, I don't want to. I don't want to uh, do any any Schadenfreude or anything like that. But it's just been a hectic week. Yeah. It's, and it's, the it's debate a, feels a like a long time ago. Week. Yeah. Now the debate. I'll laugh my ass off about Weird Al's take on the yes. debate, <laughs> um, and I'll I will in a very non-laughy way talk about the fact that uh, any number of people probably caught COVID nineteen at a rose garden ceremony where they did not protect themselves in any way. Um, okay, <laughs> with that. Anyway, Weird Al, we love you. And, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Weird Al. I want to say Weird Al's from Cleveland, maybe. Who am I thinking of? Um, Easily see him being from Ohio. Cleveland. From well, the Midwest, right? Because his, his dad was like a polka band Frankie Yankovic? leader. Frankie yeah. Yankovic, is, like he's the king of polka. Yeah. Um, he was amongst polka aficionados. <laughs> and there uh, are... He's, yeah. He, yeah, he's he's like uh, he's like the Rolling Stones of diasporic Eastern European polka fans. Yeah. So it's got to be the Midwest, right? Because that's where all those people could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah Cleveland has a yeah. huge uh, Polish population. Cincinnati or someplace like that. Maybe not Cincinnati. Cincinnati's German, uh, which is still polka, but um, no, German, not not Eastern European. Anyway, Weird Al. Cincinnati more more milk you, toast than Cleveland. You probably need more Weird Al in your lives. All of you. Some, I mean, all. I was about to say, some three of, of you. Yeah. Hey, our, our listenership has gone up a little bit. Ooh, yeah. So I think exciting. we routinely get about five listens per day. <laughs> so you know, as many as uh, you know, ten Missourians are listening. Missouri's still still blazing a trail for others to follow. 
Yeah, so um, it's a shame that, you know, it's October, so it, it's no longer Missouri month, but um, yeah, we'll, but we'll, we'll, in, we'll have Missouri month again next year. If you're, if you're in year. Missouri, send us, send us some fan mail. At Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. That's Cerebro at xmenfiles.com. Twitter handle is xmenfiles with underscores, I think, between the words. Um, <laughs> the X-Men Files handle is already taken, yes. so I just <laughs> drop some underscores in there. I'm a programmer, so I, I can get away with that. Snake case, we call that. Did you know that? I did not know that. Uh, let's hear more about programming. <laughs> this is like, 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 like the nerds, who, the, the three nerds who had actually troubled themselves to listen to this, who were with us about Weird Al Yankovic, yeah. are now, look, I didn't come here to talk about programming. <laughs> yeah, I already know that. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, no, lately, like, like, I, I think that... As I say, I am the nerd that other geeks make fun of. Um, I, I'm <laughs> so niche. Me, yeah, it might be. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. <laughs> you, you're protective of me. You well, don't want anybody to make fun of me. I am protective. Aww. of you. All right. Let's you're going to sit with me in the cafeteria at I lunch. That's, cafeteria that's... of the nursing home. I will uh, sit with you. <laughs> no, I meant like the, I meant like the, uh, the the lunchroom of life, the lunch yes, cafeteria of life. <laughs> that's my job. I'm the guy who's like sitting there eating eating his sour cream and onion Pringles and. You know, just kind of, kind of staring off into the middle distance, and then you sit down and you say, "Hey, do you mind if I sit with you?" And I say, "No, go right ahead." All right. Um, and again, we get it. We're married. We like each other. Yep. All right. <laughs> Let's hear that recap. <laughs> yeah, really, really um, cracking the whip yep. here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, before I begin. And I, I will begin soon. Um, I, I did want to it, it, swinging back to the comic. You have heard me talking about the Brood Saga virtually since we started recording this podcast. Mm -hmm. um, Reread the issue either Friday or yesterday and wrote the recap yesterday. Um, this is like we've spent everything has been prologue to this. We have <laughs> been we've been, been in the this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well hang on hang on the podcast has been leading this up to whole this whole podcast has been leading up to this. The, we've been in the roller coaster with. The the chain towing us up the hill. Right. The tick, 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 tick. <laughs> now we're like cresting and we are flying down that hill. Okay. Good, good. <laughs> so I might it. actually say we a few times. <laughs> okay. So with, uh, with, with, with lots yes. and lots of hype and heightened expectations. Loads of ado, yeah. yeah. The splash page, just like the cover. Features a wolverine who's shirtless and injured. Both the title and the crazy animal life, as well as the cliffhanger at the end of issue 161, let us know that he's not on Earth. He recaps the situation, which sounds fairly bleak. On page two, it gets bleaker, as he suffers some cramps and gets blasted by psychedelic pollen from a violent plant. He falls asleep and dreams of Mariko Yoshida, his Japanese squeeze. She's classy which we can tell by the fact that she rides a side saddle. <laughs> his drug-induced reverie morphs into violence as he sees brood hunters murder his girlfriend. And then, just like that dream you have where you imagine tearing the head off a live animal only to wake up and find out that you've destroyed your teddy bear. <laughs> Who does that happen to? I, that was my <laughs> feeble attempt to make a joke. It, was real. it turns out the laser-toting aliens weren't just a dream. I, I almost said, like, oh... Like that dream you have where you pee and you wake up and wet the bed. Like, no, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I'll go for another one. That's fine. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Wasn't just a dream. Wolverine slices through a few of them and then falls what appears like 50 feet to land in a spider web. 
He takes in his surroundings, which amount to the centuries-old rotting hulk of a ginormous alien creature whose corpse is now home to glass-domed dwellings, plants, trees, and apparently giant spiders. The brood consider following Wolvie into the web, but this part of the carcass is too dangerous even for them. Wolverine has another stomachache and a flashback. <laughs> the X-Men were happily chillaxing on Lalandra's space yacht, where their only concern was whether Peter should mope about his sister's transformation in the prior issue. Deathbird appears from out of nowhere and takes out the X-Men with a stasis bomb. Wolverine's enhanced senses cause him to see through the fog of trippy calm that the rest of the X-Men are under. He slides in and out of reality enough to grok the difference between what the X-Men are seeing and what's actually happening. And what's happening is some pretty disturbing shit. Mm -hmm. Carol Danvers is flown away by monsters. Everyone's fancy costumes are torn, and there's a giant queen bug perpetrating something horrible to each of the X-Men. Hang on, skipped. Uh, I was trying to scroll down and scroll down too far. Uh, okay, cool. Wolverine wakes up long enough to administer some minor surgery to the giant creatures who want to eat him. They wind up eating each other, and he climbs up to rest and or resign himself to death on a branch. He falls asleep again. He flashes back to another stomachache, and this time he's super clear about what's going on. He tries to warn Araro, who apparently sleeps without a shirt on, but she's not buying it. He stops by Kitty's room, gives her a kiss on the head, thinks about euthanizing her, and then he walks on down the hall. <laughs> Traitorous former Imperial Guard member Fang goes through a Cronenbergian transformation into a brood hunter. This shit is too freaky even for Wolverine, who cries out and is spotted. The game is afoot. Our res has now been in Mediast, and we're back to the present. <laughs> Wolverine wakes up and uses his claws to turn Fang slash New Brood Hunter into an air taxi. He's making nice progress until another stomachache. Fang slash Brood tosses him to a pack of Sleezoids who bear the brunt of a berserker rage. Logan stands alone and alive, but the contractions aren't too far apart now, and his queen egg water is about to break. <laughs> a struggle ensues, but Wolverine's healing factor, along with his grit and determination, win the day. His skin is pretty effed up, but he's back on his feet and ready for some payback. <laughs> All right. There we go. Yeah. So what did a, you think? It was. I loved this one. Um, I Ooh, thought this loved. one was really, really cool. Um, weirdly, I didn't have that many notes about it, but um, I really liked it. I really liked the, like, it, it, I liked that it was told in the first person. I'm not sure if okay. we've had that. Format. That's a good question. You know, I, uh, well, 138 was told in the first yeah. person, that, yeah, the very first issue that we yeah. covered. Yeah. That was Cyclops, but um, I think you're right. I don't know that we had another one. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was really cool. And the sort of back and forth, it was kind of one of those where um, sometimes I'll be reading and it's like, I feel like I've been reading for a while and I sort of like check to see how much I have left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like I check and then it's like, I'm only on page 16 of 23 and right. it's like, oh, what else? <laughs> could possibly happen or right. how much longer is this fight going to go on or yeah. whatever. But this was one where I, you know, got to the end pretty, pretty quickly. It okay. didn't feel like there were any um, laggy sure. parts. Sure. I liked the flashing back and forth and it was a little grim, but Quite. Uh, yeah, yes. I thought it was, I thought it was a really cool one. Okay. Well, great. Um, I, I agree. Uh, it's interesting because I think initially when I first read it, uh, I kind of kind of tolerated it, mm -hmm. 
um, we've established before that I was not a fan of Wolverine at the time. Mm. I felt that he was overexposed, too much attention paid to him. Mm-hmm. His uh, kind of disser- you know, psycho good guy thing, berserker rage thing. Yeah, yeah like I, I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy that at the time. I, I I'm on board for it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I first read it, I was like, ugh, you know, kind of tolerated it. And then I read it again, like maybe about six months ago or something like that. It's like, okay, you know, better than I remembered. Read it. And, and by the way, I, I said read it again. That's a, that would have been like I read it for, you know, the 12th or 13th time. Because right. <laughs> when I was a kid, I would have read it, you know, despite whatever misgivings I had. I read that over and over. Right, right, right. Uh, so and I read it again two days ago. And I was like, yeah, this thing rocks. Yeah. This yeah, thing is great. Like cool. The art yeah. was really cool. Yeah. And um, I'm looking it up right now so I can be looking at it. Okay. Carry on. Uh, okay, I will carry. I think I was done. What, 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 <laughs> and we're done. Look that, look that <laughs> no, I, was, I was trying to come up with some shtick. I, I can't do any, any, any of those guys like, like, oh my god, put that down. Um, yeah. Yeah. When I first when I first met Wolverine, um, I found his his uh, like way of speaking to, right. to be really distracting. Yeah, yeah, and annoying. Like they were kind of trying to make him sound. Oh, well, because you, know. you don't like Canadians. I mean, you're on record as saying that you don't. You've got this bias against Canadians. I don't. I, I don't. But also, <laughs> wait, I think, wait, wait. You don't like Canadians? No, I mean, I don't have a bias against Canadians. <laughs> okay, I, was, I, I, I thought you. Yeah, we, <laughs> we like Canada. Yes. We, we love Canada. I mean, we, we've been there as a family. We'd go there now. I, I would, I would move there. <laughs> um, Canada. If, if you're listening. <laughs> Uh, actuary, 25 odd years of experience. I can program in several different languages. I wrote a book. I'm getting a master's degree. <laughs> I think I'm pretty employable. Canada, <laughs> you know? we need I mean, you. I've worked internationally. I worked in Germany. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll take a pay cut <laughs> to get me <laughs> to get me out of this place. <laughs> Don't care how cold uh, it is. All right. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Um, oh, yeah. The yeah. I mean, that still sort of irritates me a little bit, and I don't think that. I've uh, never gotten his, the, his, his, um, his way of talking, his but I've never yeah. gotten the idea that he's Canadian. I mean, I know he is Canadian, right. but he, they kind of make him sound like he's some sort of weird, uh, you know, Texan or something. That was your take on it. And, and it's it's fascinating to me because uh, we've had this conversation yeah. before. But go ahead and have it again. Because no, no, no. when I was a kid, I his voice you know, wasn't really like that um, in, in my brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've seen a couple episodes of the animated series Mm-hmm. it's impossible for me to know what I thought his voice sounded like. Mm-hmm. Now reading it, that's what his voice sounds like. Like the animated series. Yeah. I don't remember what we, it's... I, I you, you, you probably wouldn't. Yeah. Because uh, we only saw like a couple episodes yeah. of that, just kind of for kicks. Um, but like, like Hugh Jackman, did that help at all? <laughs> Hugh Jackman in the movie? Uh, I don't know. Hugh Jackman sort of sounded like a guy. I don't remember any specific. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. But somehow reading the thing, you know, but it like it distracts me a lot less now. The first time I read one with him in it where he talked a lot, I was like constantly taken out of it by his weird uh, way okay. of speaking. But, okay. you know, I guess I've kind of gotten used to it now. Uh, well, good. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I've gotten used to it. I mean, I interpret that as neutral. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, what else had I written down? Let's see. I like Beyond the, the Farthest Star. Love that name, man! It's like like awesome kind of like fifties, sixties yeah. classic sci-fi, yeah, 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 kind of yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah the, I mean, from the very beginning, uh, it's you know, I'm Wolverine. I'm a long way from home, and I think I'm dying. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> really, really heavy. We are we are off and running. Yes. Let's see. Uh, yeah. Stakes are present immediately. We just we just dropped right into the middle of this. Uh, just a horrible predicament. Yeah, yeah. And then he goes How on to say, he goes on to say, uh, uh, that's good news to some. And then he says, you know, I'm I'm a killer. Uh, that's fact, not truth. I thought I wrote that down. That was a that's neat little, yeah. neat little quote. Yeah, yeah. I I, I remember philosophical. That. Yeah. Um, and it's one of those things where I could easily see somebody kind of kind of rolling their eyes about it. But no, actually, you know what? No, fine. <laughs> um. It makes me think of the line from One Flew of the Cuckoo's Nest. Mm. Uh, it's all narrated by Chief Broom. Have you read Cuckoo's yes. Nest? Okay. So it's all narrated by Chief Broom. Um, and at one point he says, it's the truth, even if it didn't really happen. Even if it didn't really happen, right? right. <laughs> it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. You want a Pulitzer Prize for that, okay? So uh, that's fact, not... Wait, wait. This is awful. I had to know that it... says, that's fact, not truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. Okay. The whole truth. That's fact, anyway. not truth. Yeah. That's yeah. fact, not truth. The whole truth. Give anyway. Claremont a Pulitzer, all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it He's was a, like, yeah. yeah, it was very moving. Uh, moving his, his, you know, listening to his his inner kind of dialogue was yeah. uh, was moving. Yeah, and you know, parts of it were very, very little, little heavy. Uh, like when he says, "I'm just going to lie down and wait for yeah, death." Very personal. Yeah. <laughs> Very really personal. in it, that's, yeah. That's, I mean, because it's first person, so I guess that's why people write shit in well, first person. No, but beyond that, yeah. uh, it's, it's very personal. the The way that this first person works, it, um, it, it's different than a lot of other first person. It, it I mean, it's almost second person in, mm-hmm. in a way. He's he. We hear his own thoughts, but there is a presumptive audience. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. compare that to something like Catcher in the Rye. That's also first person. But Holden Caulfield is not talking to the to reader. To someone, right. Holden Caulfield is, is like, this is just him. Yeah. We're privy to his, his thoughts. His thoughts. Wolverine, like, he's, he's, he's talking explaining to himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's fact, not truth. Yeah. Um, things like that. Like, he, it's as though someone is listening, mm-hmm. which is a different shade of first person. Right. So in that in that regard, yes, it is personal. Because and, and and that's just an awesome take on that. I I I wouldn't have thought about that when you were little that way. Yeah. Well, as a grown up too. Like, what makes this so effective? It's personal, right? It's first person, but it's personal, right? Well, then you also get the sense from the beginning that's like, you know, he he may not, you know, he he may not make it. Like this right. is a you know this is how I died uh, narrative, <laughs> you yeah, know, whatever that's called, yeah. yeah. There's a name for like that. Like, I don't know how to describe it. Like, there probably is. The yeah. sort of... Uh, there probably is, you know, yeah. If like, you're reading this, I've, you know... Yeah, like Memento or... I yeah. Mean, does he die in Memento? Spoilers. Can't remember. Gonna, Memento was confusing. <laughs> <laughs> but by design. Yes. It's funny, brief sidetrack on Memento. Kind of the best and worst thing about that is that it, 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 it has that, that odd temporal structure mm-hmm. it's a great movie anyway yeah i wouldn't mind seeing it again yeah me too it's got uh, joey pants in it yeah joe jo pantaleone joey pants i'm not he's sure the that. only person that i remember in that is guy pierce i don't remember yeah, any of this any of the supporting uh, yeah supporting. i chose I, I my ex-wife who um was smitten with the guy pierce role in la confidential yeah i could see that yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that was absolutely up her street. Um, it was actually, let me put this question to you, and then we'll come back to X-Men. But, sure. um, LA Confidential, 
I know the answer. I'm pretty sure that I know the answer to this. Russell Crowe or Guy Pearce? Uh, probably Russell Crowe. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's what I figured. Yeah. yeah. Right. But I haven't seen it in a long time. So, yeah. you know, and I'm pretty sure that was, I've asked you that before. Yeah, when I was younger, you know, maybe yeah. it would be different now. Yeah, because uh, yeah. we'll name check Lost again, but um, <laughs> between Sawyer and. Uh, for, of Jack, yeah, Matthew Fox, yeah, yeah we know where you, we know where you. Yeah, fall I love so I love the Sawyer's character. Yeah, yeah, okay. <clears throat> Not just because I you think like Josh him a Holloway is what? you know handsome. I like him a little scruffy, but uh, right, yeah. yeah. But I also love the character of Sawyer. <laughs> anyway, his whole uh, like transformation into a nice guy. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, coming, I, I, I could I could spend about another fifteen minutes talking about this, but but you <laughs> won't enjoy it. <laughs> Right, you won't enjoy you won't enjoy recording it. <laughs> I uh, might not. Okay, I mean, uh, I'm sure you're fine being on the record as saying that you know, Josh Holloway is yeah, easy I mean, on the who eyes. Doesn't, who doesn't think that? <laughs> yeah. Um, what is his connection with Japan? They refer to Japan as his second home. That was so. I know his girlfriend is Japanese, but yeah. I didn't really realize that he like had That's some sort of uh, basically it. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, um, this is another one of those where you know, pre 138, my knowledge is is scant and i don't know how much of that gets retconned i don't know when mariko is introduced i want to say she's introduced in like issue 143 yeah we've seen her very briefly yeah, and yeah. i want to say that introduced to the reader and to the x-men because I, I remember when we read that wolverine said this is mariko my um girlfriend like, he doesn't say um but like <laughs> there's like the little three yeah. di- you know the ellipsis, the ellipsis there so i don't think that she had appeared in the comic prior to that mm-hmm. so i i think that what may be happening is that claremont is picking up that thread hmm. do we see her again or more oh yeah oh, yeah that's actually a nice segue does she become a baddie that's a nice segue okay um actually the the answer, uh, does she become a baddie i'm not entirely sure i'm pretty sure that she does but but like years from now mm. so and, and and in a way that like just it, it, it's not worth thinking about in, mm-hmm. in, in this context so the first issue that we read here was um, issue 138, which came out in October of 1980. Okay. We are now in October of 1982. This is when the mutant universe is starting to take off. Um, let me scroll down here. So I'm looking at uh, what was published in 82, according to Marvel Comics Unlimited. Okay. This October 10th, 82, according to my uh, research here, one month prior... Uh, September the 10th, 1982, was the first appearance of, um, excuse me, the first issue of a four-issue miniseries called Wolverine, mm-hmm. which is insanely popular. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that you know, Wolverine had become kind of a fan favorite, so mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. did this thing. Art on that one is by Frank Miller. Okay. Frank, Frank Miller, uh, he did writing and drawing on Daredevil. Um, Klaus Johnson also did drawing and Daredevil did really, really fantastic work when Miller was writing. Um, you'll recall season two of Daredevil, the Netflix series. Mm-hmm. That's when we had Elektra and also all those ninjas. There were a lot of ninjas. <laughs> right. Yeah. We have ninjas. Frank Miller. We have Frank Miller to thank deadly, for that. Deadly and violent. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, deadly so, and silent. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Also incredibly <laughs> violent. violent. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Claremont wrote Wolverine and Frank Miller drew it. It's all set in Japan. Mm. We're going to come back to this oh, okay. I think after so, the brute second. Yeah. We're going to do like a special, I think, one off where we read maybe all four issues and just do, you know, one, ep- you know, okay. Um, 
I don't know, and I, I, I would I would want to research this. Probably the Japanese. Well, actually, Mariko is pre pre Wolverine miniseries. Hmm. Who knows? Maybe I was going to say like Frank Miller. Maybe that's why because uh, Claremont approached Miller about writing a story, and and in my head the conversation is Frank Miller saying, "Can you have Wolverine fight ninjas?" <laughs> <laughs> and so then that tethers them to Japan. Yeah. <laughs> but as this comic came out. Wolverine, the miniseries, is also happening. And then what happens... Okay. Uh, no, a little bit... Also, November the 1st, 1982, is the New Mutants graphic novel. Okay. And what was the other one? No, is that the one where they, that they talk about in the letters here? I want to say no. <laughs> yeah, but find that letter. Uh... Oh, no, no. Uh, that's uh, The Mysterians. The Mysterians, yep. yeah. Yeah, Which is not on Marvel Unlimited, and I would, I would love to read it, though. Uh, so that so that November, we get the New Mutants. And then December 82, uh, the X-Men graphic novel, God Loves, Man Kills. Hmm. Which we're, we're going to do a special episode about that one. So so what happened in so 82? So, like, like, late 82, took off. Um, the X-Men had been selling, like, gangbusters for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. And... Basically that. that. So um, let's generate more content. The other thing which happened, um, I, I said graphic novel. That is a term for comic books where if you want to seem like you listen to NPR and shit, you, know, you refer to them as graphic novels. Graphic novel is like an, a word, words, phrase yeah. that I never heard until I was an adult. That's because you weren't hanging out with me. Yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> so, but in, in 1982, it would refer to a very specific type of format. Uh, so comics came out. They're printed on paper, probably like pulpy kind yeah. of newsprint, um, four-color process. In early 82, February, I think, there is a graphic novel published called The Death of Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. written by Jim Starlin, who invented Thanos and the Infinity right. Stones. Okay. Uh, Jim Starlin, he's your go-to for the cosmic stuff. But this was printed out the size of the paper. It was larger than mm-hmm. a comic book page. Right. And printed on high-quality paper, like glossy. Like the stuff that we get, like the Captain Marvel that we have, or the Scarlet Witch. And kind of even nicer than that. Um, I'll, I've got, I'll see if I've got one around. I, I think most of the ones that I ever had are gone now. Mm-hmm. But graphic novel in 1982, and for quite a bit afterwards, was generally taken to mean like a, a sort of a prestige printing format. Okay. And they were a lot more expensive then. Yeah, I wouldn't say a lot. I mean, they they were more expensive, more expensive definitely. I mean, yeah. you know, they, they they cost more to produce, but right. yeah. Um, it, it, so having the New Mutants and X Men in graphic novels is like okay. We want people to buy this format, right? Right, interesting. Okay. Um, and they, they were really cool because the stories were longer, uh, contained, so like not episodic, right? Um, Really, really cool, cool stuff. Yeah, because now graphic novel is any goddamn thing, like anything. Depends like, on who you ask. Like the Nathan Hale stuff that you read, I would call that a graphic novel. Sure. The librarian would call it a graphic novel, right? Sure. It's like any. Yeah. I, I I don't quibble about 
what graphic novel does or does not mean yeah. to me i regard it as a synonym for comic book yeah but i had never ever heard that until i was older and you know even you know hearing people talk about children and reading it's like all well, of your child likes to read graphic novels or the graphic the hell's a graphic it's like comic book <laughs> yeah i would call yeah. that a comic book but okay yeah exactly yeah. and and heaven knows i mean it, um I, I'm all about childhood literacy, so yeah. call it whatever you call like. Call it whatever you like, as long as, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, as, long as kids are reading. Uh, that would be really, really cool. Yep. If you have kids that don't like to read, get them into graphic novels. Uh, Nathan Hale's Hazardous Tales, those are fantastic. Yeah. I, yeah. I could read those all day. Another another uh, high recommendation. Yeah, yeah really, really good yeah, stuff. Um, okay. I don't know how we... Oh, oh I, I know... You asked about Japan. Japan. And we went on that wild tangent about how late 1982... It is the dawn of the X universe, yeah. and and other stuff is happening in comics. Uh, Bronze Age uh, peak of creativity in full hmm. effect here. Neat. Yeah. Um, I had written down a couple of other. Sort of, I felt like this one was sort of heavy on the uh, philosophical one-liners. Okay. So. Um, oh wait, wait. Oh, go ahead. Go, go ahead. Sorry. No, you. No, 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 no. You first. I'd written down. Uh, so at one point, he falls into the into the web, and one of the the brood, like the mm -hmm. younger brood members, wants to go after him, and the yeah. other guys like uh, you, right? Go with God right. if you <laughs> want to do that. And uh, he says, "I'm not afraid." And the other guy says, "The ignorant rarely are." Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's kind of a, um, you know, tragically appropriate. Yeah. I <laughs> uh, uh, so I went to the grocery store. Like, just now, yeah, just yeah. now. Like, like I get, I got back from the grocery store. Yeah, this is this is a, a, a window into straight our, straight our, into the Cludia. Our domestic suburban <laughs> existence. Uh, came back from the grocery store, and put the groceries away, and, and then we started recording. Um, so I, I, I parked, and I'm putting on my mask, and it was it's not my usual mask, and so like I was kind of kind of adjusting it for a little bit. There's somebody in the car next to me where I'd parked. His window is down. And it's like I hop out, and it's like, oh, you you look like you hate those things as much as I do. And I said, <laughs> uh, I don't hate these things at all. They keep me safe. Yeah. <laughs> now I I wouldn't wear one like as a fashion statement right, or because to hang out at home. Yeah. And, yeah. Right. Right. But yeah, hate them? No, no, no I, don't I don't hate, hate them, them at all. <laughs> and I mean, I I felt a little bit dickish about saying that, but I just wanted to say, like, let let's be clear. Yeah. About. Yeah how we are keeping calm and carrying on here. Um, look, this is necessary and frankly, not that much of an intrusion. Truly not that much of an intrusion. Yeah. If you're listening to this, wear your stupid face mask. Wear a damn mask. It's just not that hard. Right. <sighs> Wait, where were don't, we? Don't make us lecture you like parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so yes. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, yeah. The ignorant really the are. The ignorant really are. Yep. Uh, yep. I also liked Wolverine's quote when he said, uh, "I'm." And that's it's not really philosophical, but I liked it anyway. When he said, uh, "I'm the, I'm the best there is at what I do, but what I do best isn't very nice." This is an iconic line for Wolverine. All right. Okay. Uh, so it's 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 fantastic that you would pick up on that. I saw that and I read it, and it is a line that is very closely associated with him. There is a book about Chris Claremont that I might buy one of these days called "The Best There Is at What He Does." All right, okay. Uh, and they reference that. It, it gets trotted out a couple it, 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 other times. Uh, at one point, I think in the early aughts or something like that, 
Xavier's mansion, like like Xavier's school, <laughs> gets destroyed again. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, <laughs> constantly, it's constantly getting time. destroyed. Yeah. But um, like there is, how do you call it? a slogan or whatever? You know, there's a sign above the entrance to yeah. it which says the the best we are at what we do or something uh-huh. like that. So they reference that in a number of forms. And I, as I'm reading it, I'm like, Ooh, hang on. There it is. Yeah. Is this the first time that this phrase appears? According to wiki quote, oh. it is. Oh, right. Okay. In Sorry. When was that? Uh, in issue 162. Okay. Yeah. So, so this issue that we're reading. Oh, this is okay. Is the first time that he says that it will not be the last. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was, it was, I liked it enough that I wrote it down. I wrote down uh, shame triggers rage. Yeah. <laughs> that was another good one. <laughs> Pretty true. Yeah. Pretty true. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. Uh, um, when when did we start calling them sleezoids? When did that become a... I don't sort know. of just all of a sudden appeared. Yeah. Uh, it's like the most 80s word that there is. <laughs> it's like... Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, possibly this issue. This is not the first time that we've seen the brood. Uh, they showed up in like issue one fifty six. I feel like we like didn't that. hear that term in that one. Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. And and I had the same question. I, as I was writing the recap, I was happy that that word was there. Yeah. Because otherwise, like the brood is, it's a collective noun. Right. So you can't say if you want to refer to a single one, you have to say a yeah brood brood hunter member, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And it's verbose. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I don't know when it appears. Let's say that it appears here first. Probably we could go back and check. Yeah, I wasn't sure if I had missed something. It's like no, that's a neat. That's a neat. That's very eighties eighties <laughs> word. Sleezoid. Yeah, yeah. What do they call the things in? Uh, hey, lame wad. Yeah. <laughs> This is our table. You guys are gonna have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> the um, in Tremors wasn't what? When did that movie come? In? What did they didn't? Tremors is like the nineties. Was it the nineties? What yeah. did they call those something oids as well? But I can't remember. Oh, That's Christ. what it made me know. think of. I don't know. Yeah. Tremors is a pretty dumb movie. Pretty dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if by dumb you mean awesome. <laughs> I mean. I do not, but it's okay if you do. <laughs> I mean, dumb like a fox. I'm offended by that. But the kids loved it. They did. They did. Uh, so did their father. They, I know he did. <laughs> How do you... I knew that would get a rise out of you. No. Huh? I said, I knew that would get a rise out of you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um... You're dumb. <laughs> that's, that's what's dumb around here. Uh, this is my table. I'll take my uh, brown paper bag somewhere else. <laughs> what else had you written down in your... Um, Those are all my notes. I actually like, though I love this one, I didn't actually... I found it really engaging, but I didn't actually have a lot of uh, specific commentary about it. Okay. We're well, going to have to come up with five minutes of, uh, yeah. of additional things to say. Um, page 18. Uh, give me a moment to pull up this issue. There's also the letters. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk about the letters. But page 18... Uh, here we go. Page 18, like upper left-hand corner. 18, upper left-hand corner. Okay. This is why I love comics. Yep. Um, and I, I wrote down this quote, I'm still alive. I'm going to fight to stay that way. I may lose, but I'll never surrender. Um, 
I don't care how kind of blunt or coarse that is, how sort of obvious the sentiment is. I don't care. Uh, Whenever I read stuff like that mattered when I was 10. Yeah. (laughs) That matters to me now. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to go too down too too far down this road, but look, I've 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 had <laughs> like all of us yeah. challenges and so forth, um, and I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that I'm in any way heroic or whatever, but but there there are times when you just kind of want to lie down and die, like uh, like Wolverine did. So you know what? I'm going to continue yep, to not to do that. Get I'm up, continue- exactly. Dust and, myself off, and and there's just something really heroic uh, but relatable about mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. fact that he's just like you know what i don't know what i'm just gonna not die yeah today. This is, yeah this might and, be a losing battle yeah but he's, right. he's, he's, he's i may lose but i'll never surrender yeah. um and that's just also like i may lose right the the game that he's playing it, it's it's not a question of victory but just just how he doesn't quit mm-hmm. uh I don't want to belabor it any more than I already have, but meant a lot to me when I was ten. Means a lot to me now. Yep. And this yep. is why I read comics. These the, the these fallible people who carry on despite the fact that it's hard. Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's um. Yeah, that's the end of my notes. Uh, talk, let's talk about the so letters. The letters. People were like really, really fucked off <laughs> that. Uh, oh, that Colossus had died. Yeah, that they had Air killed Colossus, died. and th- it just makes me wonder. Like, does did they like? Wasn't it obvious that he wasn't really dead <laughs> to them that's... when they read it? Because it was obvious to me. Yeah, you know, maybe because I'm I old and yeah. I'm you know all like jaded and shit now. But yeah, you know, I I didn't really get the feeling that he was dead. Like forever <laughs> yeah yeah and this is even well what i was about to say this is even to be fair this is before the uh, it's almost like a trope that nobody in the x-men ever dies ever dies right it's like i didn't um, even feel like he was that dead in that like right it was like i didn't think he was going to be dead for 10 issues it wasn't conclusive <laughs> yeah, just exactly. the way that it ended yeah. i was pretty sure that he would be alive before the next issue was right. over yeah i mean i mean but, you know if the guy can't take a javelin through the chest really what <laughs> what are we even doing here? yeah but man oh man people were really uh they were upset they were upset about it yeah how can you call deathbird a two-bit enemy and then like the staffing change yeah that was neat yeah um i didn't pay too much attention to those like i, I knew basically who some of the writers and artists were um but but the idea that there is this kind of practical, if you will, white collar logistical element mm-hmm. to stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know. I, 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 I'm talking out of school here, but I know that Byrne took over the art when the X-Men shifted from bi-monthly to monthly. Mm-hmm. I think maybe Cockrum... Uh, I don't want to say like he didn't, he didn't want to keep up with the pace or something like that, but I, I think maybe... I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, mm-hmm. but, 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 but like, like, like Cockrum, he wanted to do other stuff. Right. Uh, clearly, you know, like the Mysterians, but so it's like that element of it where it's like, okay, Claremont is writing, but we need to uh, tap somebody from the minor leagues. And like, now they're in the show kind of, kind of thing. <laughs> uh, it, 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 that was over my head as a kid, but now mm-hmm. I love seeing that. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. yeah. So next up, Paul Smith, whoever 
that is. Whoever that is. <laughs> Whoever that is. Do you not pay attention to me? With... I mean, I do mostly, but... He's my second favorite X-Men artist. Oh, okay. Behind, it's a very common Behind the, the hallowed uh, John Byrne. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm excited um, about that. Yeah, that's like he he's You can't have a name like Paul Smith and No, I got it. I get expect it. me to uh <laughs> Paul Smith is uh, he's he's at the bottom of this really really steep long fast hill that we're on. <laughs> uh so we get the Brood Saga, which is awesome. And it gets awesomer because <laughs> we have Paul Smith who is just a really fantastic artist mm-hmm. and his run in the X-Men the the, the drawing that he does just I, I can't get over how, how awesome it is. It's just really, really fantastic. So, hey, hype it more. Um, <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, crap. Oh, what I was going to add, um, what we won't be experiencing is how – I had to wait a month Yeah. between issues. We're, we're just going to be waiting a week. But um, the Brood Saga – and I know that I mentioned this before. In my brain, it lasted like – Two years. Two years right? It's only a very like long time. it's only like five issues or something like that. So even in real time, it was not yeah not, not that long. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be done with this uh, like before Thanksgiving, right? Uh, so so I'm I'm kind of missing out on that, but um, just it, it occupied a lot of my kind of free time. contemplation. <laughs> Something that we won't really capture here, but eh, whatever. Yeah, I thought it's fun yeah, to think of it, you as like little little. Little Brian, uh, you know, thinking about things, you know, <laughs> when you don't have to think about, like, the sort of stupid shit that, you know, adults have to think about, like, uh, getting the windows redone or some other thing when you've got I a lot of yeah, yeah, vacant yeah. time in your brain, you know, really spending yeah. a lot of time thinking about comics. Uh, that's a, a neat childlike thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, and it, it changes. Uh, I mean, I still had homework yeah. uh, and stuff like that um, at the time. And, you know, other things, to a certain extent, I mean, thinking about comics was pretty deliberate because, again, we I'm on record here. A lot of my childhood, not like super happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this was a way to, uh, you know, fill some of that time, uh, you know, some of that loneliness mm-hmm. that was you know, therapeutic or escapist or whatever. Right. Yeah. escapist in a therapeutic way. Yeah, so I'm, I'm I'm delighted that they were there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um. Okay. So so we're, so we're both in the 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 giant cafeteria of life. Okay. Um. Actually, no, no, no. We're not going to make it. Maybe we'll come back to that. Okay. What, what did you take uh, to lunch? Uh. Or did you take your own lunch uh, when you were when you were in school, like in so middle school? So. When middle school. After you'd been in the states for a while. I think in middle school I bought the school lunch. Okay. Okay. If memory serves. Which is like the rectangular pizza? Which was the rectangular <laughs> pizza. But in my, you know, honestly, yeah. in my memory, the school lunches weren't, they maybe weren't like filled with, you know, kale salads. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But they were. Oh, we're not going to have this argument again. No. They were fine. <laughs> I mean, in my memory, the school lunches were pretty fine. Yeah. I certainly don't remember them being disgusting. You could always get a hot yeah. dog if you didn't want right, what they right. were having. And you could buy ice cream every day. That was exciting. Ooh, ice cream. But, um,. And when I got to high school... Brief, brief aside, uh, our listeners, uh, all five of you should know that we had a fight about school lunches. It wasn't really a fight. It was a discussion. <laughs> a discussion that... Yes, it was a discussion. Was a discussion about school lunches. We, we, we both got a little animated about I it. Mean, <laughs> yeah. Our daughter felt like she needed to jump in and protect 
I think me, but uh, maybe yeah. yeah, yeah, she didn't need to do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I think that in middle school, I because no one was gonna make me a lunch at home. I mean, that wasn't gonna be on. Really? Yeah. That seems no one like had sort of, time to make. That's why I was lunch. kind of curious. Yeah. I mean, it seems like the sort of thing that your mother would no, do. No, no, not oh, then. Far out. No, okay. no, she she had to. Like on Sunday, she she'd make like a you know five days of, of borscht or something like that. <laughs> she wouldn't have made five days of borscht. I mean, she did, but those were for our dinners. But she yeah, wouldn't yeah, have yeah. made school a lunch for me. I mean, it to them it would have seemed crazy to make a lunch when you could just get lunch at school and it wasn't terribly expensive. Huh. Yeah. I could see her like not trusting the lunch at school. No, that's only the older her. I mean, when she she just had okay, a lot. Well, she had a lot on her. No, I get yeah, that too. She had yeah, a lot she had like on a, her like plate. a long commute. Yeah, she, she had a very working. long commute. She had ill elderly like parents. She just was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I, I would it, have just yeah. gotten yeah, the yeah. lunch tickets and gotten lunch. But then when I got to high school, somehow then nobody was really paying attention to what I was eating. Yeah. <laughs> somehow that had kind of fallen by the wayside. So then I would just get like, I'd bring money, and I would get. I think my freshman year of high school, I had a Snickers bar and a Coke for lunch every day. Jesus. Yeah. I, I don't know. And then sophomore year, we could go off campus. I mean, packed with peanuts, it does really it does satisfy. satisfy. It does. Yeah. <clears throat> sophomore year, we could go off campus. Yeah. And so we would cross the street and there was a, a place there you could get a hot dog and a bag of potato chips for like a buck fifty-five. So that was what I had like for Costco. lunch almost That's every even day. Than yeah. Yeah. I had that for Joni and I would go across the, the thing and I yeah. would get that for lunch almost every day. That was so, fun. Wait, wait, you, you described it. It's like a cart or something? Or no, it was like a, a little, it was like in a... Um, yeah, because this is like, you're in you're in a suburb. I mean, you're not... Yeah, like, I mean, it was in a shopping mall. Like in Manhattan or something. No, you know it, was in a, it, it was a shopping mall. And yeah. then the shopping mall had like a little sort of an outdoor mall. And then there was an entrance to like this little... So it was like a food court kind of a thing. No, it was no, like a okay. weird little arcade where there was like a shoemaker and a watch repair shop and... But like a storefront they, where they sold hot dogs. Yeah, it was like a... Like Actually, a, no, I'm, a I'm really intrigued now. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was like a... I don't know. I mean, I guess you could sort of call it a deli but it wasn't like a deli in the new york sense of no, the yeah, word yeah, it was like a sandwich yeah. place and they had hot dogs i but don't even like think in, it had inside a name of a mall. inside of a little arcade part of an outdoor mall but it wasn't the food court the mall also had now has a food court at the time yeah, yeah, it had yeah, just yeah. like individual i mean cool not part of a food court yeah. but but i mean like like the <laughs> this is fascinating um would would look like the the same similar setup as a food court, or do like no. did they have a kitchen there? Oh, no, so it, it just like... looked like it looked like almost like an office building, like the basement of an office building. Okay, and it might have even been the basement of an office building. Like it might have been an entrance, yeah. and then you get in an elevator and go did upstairs this ever to a happen? doctor's did this, office. Did it, really... it did. It did. Yeah, okay. <laughs> actually, I can easily imagine yeah. that. I mean, I, yeah, but, I mean, I've, I've seen plenty of office buildings, and yeah, there's like a seventies office building. So you go in, and you go I, sort I, of I, down I, a half a flight of stairs, and there's like the watch repair yeah, shop yeah, and the yeah, shoemaker, yeah. I, and you know maybe one or two other things, and then this little sandwich, mm-hmm. kind of crappy sandwich place. Crappy sandwich. Yeah, I can't remember. I'm not even sure if it had thrifty, a name. Though. It was thrifty. Yeah, yeah a buck and a half for a yeah. hot dog and a bag of chips. Yeah. So that concludes this. <laughs> This episode of our podcast. Are you going to tell us what you had for lunch? Um, I don't. Um, so I bought my lunch. My mom packed my lunch in fourth and or fifth grade. Uh, she would routinely give me a bagel for lunch, huh. which is, I mean, at that time in like 1982 in Kentucky. Like ethnic, ethnic food. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like where she got them. Um 
uh, I mean, I wasn't the only kid eating a bagel. We had, yeah. we had other kids who would eat a bagel, but um, a bagel with 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 alouette, uh-huh. uh, which is pretty goddamn tasty, yeah, tasty. actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was I was uh, early days. I, I knew what a bagel was uh, before. <laughs> so like, it, it must have been like a Lenders bagel, though. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like I honestly, I don't know because yeah. um, people listening to this who are under the age of forty-five, what's the big deal? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, it would be like like me taking pad Thai or something like that. Um, you know, there was a time when bagels outside of like chicago new york or philadelphia they, they just weren't as yeah, yeah. brugers was not a thing yeah. um yeah i, mean, I can I remember, remember reading an article in business uh, uh what a business week in like 1993 or something like that you know, you know, bagels go national <laughs> <laughs> because now suddenly yeah, i remember you, you, you could like be in alabama and you could buy a bagel yeah, explosion of were. nationwide bagel right, chains right. Yeah. but, but the, like in 1982 yeah you know and, and in louisville kentucky no. uh, they, they were not, not all common, that common. No. Uh, they existed because yep. uh, the other jewish kids had them <laughs> and i would have them too and this is not me making a <laughs> like a stereotypical statement no the only other kids who would have a bagel <laughs> And it's not because my mom was like, you know, pro-Semitic or anything like that, but um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know where. Anyway, uh, high school, I ate the same thing every day, which was a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, uh, sour cream and onion Pringles, and a can of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Tasty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thanks for thanks for listening. Uh, we'll see you at the uh, we'll see you at the cafeteria. Yeah, so. You know, let the cool kids sit wherever they like. There's always a chair. <laughs> There's always a chair next to us. Right, see ya. Thank you for listening to the X Men Files. We are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. If you listen, please rate us. If you want to drop us a note, you can reach us via email at cerebro at xmenfiles.com. You can also check out our website xmenfiles.com Our theme music is Invasion to Space Frog by Checky Brown That music available under a Creative Commons license Everything else was written, produced, and performed by Brian and Inessa Thanks for listening